All right, give God the glory. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof, and they're going to be glad about it. Are you glad about what God is doing? Are you humble enough? Are you going through? Have you been sick? Have you been delivered? Have you been set free? Have you been broke? Have you been looking for answers? Have you been looking for God to move in a mighty way? Have you been glory to God, having faith in God and waiting on his promises? Well, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. Lord have mercy. That is God has spoken once and yea, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to unto God. I'm talking about real power now. I'm talking about sufficient power. I'm talking about omnipotent. I mean all power. Some people in the world, they got some power. But I'm hearing the Lord has all power in his hands. Lord have mercy. Do you believe that with me? Do you believe that with me? Glory to God. Do you believe that God has all power in his hands? Hallelujah. Do you believe that God is able to do anything but fail? believe that he's able hallelujah to heal your body right now some of you are sick in your body right now but the bible says something very interesting about your sickness though the bible says he was wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and when his stripes we were healed listen in the name of jesus i declare you healed right now by the power of the cross of christ I do believe that your sins are forgiven. And I believe that what comes with forgiveness of sin is healing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says something very interesting. The Bible says Jesus is in a house preaching, teaching the word of God. And the Bible says that the house was uh, filled so much that you couldn't even get in the door because people were hearing the word of God. And the Bible says there was a man that was paralyzed that had four friends. And these four friends brought this man to Jesus on a bed. They couldn't get in because the people were all over the place. People all in the door. People all scattered and, and packed into this one area trying to hit over the Lord. From the, and so they decided we're going to climb on the roof. Um, we're going to climb on the side of the house. We're going to climb on the roof. And then we're going to open up that roof. And we're going to let down this paralyzed man before Jesus. Lord have mercy. And the Bible says when Jesus saw their faith. He said to the man that was sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now, wait a minute. It seems like to me that they came to Jesus for healing because the man was paralyzed. So, well, he, Jesus said, Thy sins be forgiven thee. And then, then the people began to murmur within themselves, saying, Who is this man that can forgive sins also? And Jesus knew what their thoughts and said, Since you're going to murmur and complain and debate whether or not I had the power on earth to forgive sins, he's Jesus said, well, I'll say to the sick of the palsy, um, take up thy bed and walk. Lord have mercy, because the healing your body is related to the forgiveness of sins. I say right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, your sins are forgiven thee. And here go the sign that you can look for is that your body begin to change. Your mind will begin to change. Your past is going to get healed. Your insomnia, you're going to sleep well tonight. Because right now in the name of your COVID-19, I declare right now, I'm praying for you in the name of Jesus that it begins to be healed. In Jesus' name. 
Lord have mercy. That was just a prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you. Listen, I, I got a quick and short word for you right now. It is a word that, um, and I'm just going to read for you out of scripture in the book of Matthew chapter 27. And I just want to read some things to you um, concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, concerning his uh, um, trial, so to speak, concerning how he was captured, how he was before Pilate. And I just want to look at some things real quick because don't you know that sometimes when you're growing up in your childhood, you may have watched certain videos, you may have had certain heroes. Um, mine, uh, musically, my, one of my um, idols and icons that I used to look at, glory to God, that's why I said idol, and icons I just look at was uh, Michael Jackson. It's a lot of those Michael Jackson songs, especially one, Thriller. And then I got to think about um, the, the, the video Thriller the other day. And I was reading something in the Word of God that reminded me of Thriller. If you ever seen that video of Thriller where, where Michael Jackson out and then all of a sudden the people started to come out the graves and they started, got to dancing and whatnot. And we thought it was just so cool. And he was talking about, my God, look at this right here. And I got to reading something in the Word of God that reminded me of Thriller. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Go to me to Matthew chapter 27. Let me read you something real quick. And I'm just going to read basically for you um the trial of jesus and different things he was going through for us for our sins for we can be glorified and magnified and and, and, and sit it comes seated in heavenly places in christ jesus let us read this real quick it says when morning came matthew 27 verse 1 when morning came all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against jesus to put him to death now watch this now here go the chief priests and the elders they took counsel to put Jesus to death. Lord have mercy. Church folk. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever had a whole bunch of church folks come against you? And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. They delivered Jesus to Pontius Pilate. Now watch what happened. Then Judas, his betrayer. Seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. Now, there's a big debate going on. Um, I was having a discussion with a man before, and he was discussing with me. He said, Well, I don't but he said, I don't believe Judas Iscariot, the betrayer of Jesus, is in hell. And I got to thinking about it. Glory to God. God bless you. I'm announced right now as so I get ready to go. Glory to God, let's say getting ready to go tend to someone. Listen, I got to thinking about it in the name of Jesus. And I said, well, from the scripture, it did say he was remorseful as a place of repentance. That's why I say you never can say who's in heaven and hell. I never say who's in heaven and hell. Jesus made it very specific who's in heaven and hell. And he said, he that don't believe on me, condemn. But he that believe on me is not condemned. So I, I, I basically let Jesus decide who's heaven bound and who's hell bound. It's amazing to me that men nowadays think they have a key <laughs> to heaven and hell. And they can tell who's going, who's not going. That's, that's amazing to me. Is that, that right? But it says here that Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful, brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders because he had um, betrayed Jesus with 30 pieces of silver. He brought it back to the chief priests and the elders saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. That's something like repentance to me. I ain't, I'm going to leave it alone, but some of it, I betray, betraying innocent blood. They said, what is that to us? You see to it. They didn't say, we don't care, man. You 
we got what we needed. We, we needed you to betray Jesus and love what you did. And let's see what happened. And then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. And there was another big debate also. And the debate was, if you commit suicide, will you be in heaven or will you be in hell? I mean, and like I said, once again, I don't have the answer to that. It amazes me sometimes how people just got an answer. But it's not written in the book whether or not suicide is a deal breaker. But it is something that is written to the scriptures as a deal breaker. And that is the blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. Father, I ask right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that anybody's life that think that you think that your life is so messed up and you think you did something so terrible that you have to commit suicide, I, I rebuke that suicidal spirit right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I pray that you shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. You don't have to commit suicide. No, your life will get better. Somebody said that's easy for you to say. No, it's not. Let me tell you why. Because you're talking, I'm, you listen to a man right now who's thought about ending his own life. Not just when I was a child, but also in my adulthood. But the Lord delivered me from that suicide spirit. And now I know I should not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Hallelujah. So if I can do it, if I can come out of my mess, you can come out of yours too. Hallelujah. You You don't have to commit suicide. You don't have to end your own life. Your life will get better. Trouble don't last always. I know it's been a long time. I know you're full of regret. Just like Judas Iscariot was. He was full of regret. Full of shame. He didn't think his life could get better. He thought his life was over because of what he had did. But guess what? Your life is not over. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And suicidal thoughts. Listen, and you don't listen, you don't have to end your career. You don't have to end your pursuit of happiness. You don't have to end your pursuit of degrees. You don't have to end. I know it's messed up right now. But trouble don't last always. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen, he said, listen. He, then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Now watch what happened in verse 6. But when the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, it is not lawful to put them into the treasury because they are the price of blood. This is the, this is the money that, we used, that was used to pay off to betray Jesus. And they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Watch this. Therefore, the field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet. (laughs) By Jeremiah the prophet saying, and they took the 30 pieces of silver and value of him who was priced, whom they of the children of Israel priced and gave them for the potter's field as the Lord directed me. Listen, glory to God. Everything that happens, a lot of things that happen have been prophesied about before. Jeremiah prophesied about this very thing happening years, years and decades and decades before it even happened. That's why you can't give up on what God has spoken into your life. It may be taking some time. But it's surely going to come to pass. Let us, keep, let us go deeper. Now, now, Jesus stood before the governor and the governor asked him, saying, are you the king of the Jews? So Jesus said to him, it is as you say. <laughs> Don't you love Jesus? Jesus said, here's Jesus captured. 
here's Jesus before Pilate. They're asking him questions. Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus just said, it is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. They tell him lies on him. They had set up false witnesses on him. But Jesus answered nothing. Now let's go deeper. Then Pilate said to him, do you not hear how many things they testify against you? And he answered him not one word. So that the governor marveled greatly. Jesus wasn't pleading his cause. He wasn't talking about his case. He wasn't saying anything. Hallelujah. Because he had a job to do. He had a destiny. And his destiny is to die for the sins of the whole world. Jesus Christ came to this earth to die, folks. It was not an accident. It was not a plan B. It was not an escape. That's why he was came into this world. To die for the sins of the world. That was his focus. That was his goal. That was his destiny. To die for the sins of the whole world. Let us, get, let us go deeper into this thing. Now at the feast. The governor was accused. A custom given to releasing to the Montu one prisoner. Whom they wished. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you? Barabbas or Jesus, who was called Christ? You want me to release the robber? Or you want me to release the anointing? The thing is, if they release Jesus, then the anointing can release to them because the anointing only came in when Jesus Christ had died and went back to heaven and sent the anointing. Oh my God, I feel like preaching. Hold on for a minute. Some things, the anointing came in when Jesus Christ had died. See, some things can't come into your life until other things go out of your life. They said, they said, do you want me to release Barabbas or do you want me to release Christ? Jesus is called Christ. For he knew that because of envy, they had delivered. That's why they, that's why the chief priests and elders didn't like Jesus. That's why the chief priests and elders, the main reason why they didn't like Jesus is because they was envious of him. Some folks, listen, when you are anointed, people want to be closer to that anointing. The Bible says something very interesting. The Bible says it is the anointing that destroys the yoke. See, that's why people want to be around anointed folks because they got all kind of yokes and problems in life and they know the only person that can break them yokes is the person that is anointed. <laughs> because there's some folks who sit around people for years and still stay the same way. But if you sit around the anointing, you cannot stay the same way. Lord have mercy. When you come in contact with Jesus, then you will never be the same again. Listen, they was envious, so envious of Jesus, then they had to stop him. The problem was, Jesus, whenever he showed up, he drew a crowd. And they didn't have many crowds. When Jesus preached, signs and wonders followed the word. Nothing was following them, though, when the chief priests and elders talked. Because they were speaking of self-righteousness in the law. But grace, when grace comes in, habu shariaka, Glory to God. You see people delivered and set free. And they didn't like that. They would rather you being still in bondage. So Listen, say somebody came in paralyzed. They would rather that person stay paralyzed 
instead of you being the one that healed them. Even to this day, there are people right now who don't want you to hear certain people preach. There's folks right now who don't want you to be laid hands on by certain folk because they think, but this person ain't right, that person's not right, blah, 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 they ain't doing like we're doing it. I don't think they're holy enough. You should listen to them. They don't want you to, they, they rather must rather see you be in pain and suffering than to be up under someone who has actually anointing to change your life. They were envious of Jesus, and that's why they delivered him up to Pontius Pilate. Now, watch this, let's go deeper. He says, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, this is verse 19 now, of Matthew 27, his wife sent to him saying, have nothing to do with this just man. For I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. The wife dreaming about Jesus. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. <laughs> chief priests and elders don't even want to do away with them. There are certain preachers right now that want to do away with you. There are certain bishops and deacons and, and elders and different things. They got good titles and archbishops and all kinds of stuff. They don't want you to say anything. They don't want you to do away with you. Because they're envious of you. They're scared of the anointing that's on your life. My God, but let's keep going. The governor answered and said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus who is called Christ? What, what, what you want me to do with the anointing? <laughs> Uh, they all said to him, let him be crucified. They all said it. Then the governor said, why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more saying, let him be crucified. There are people right now that will crucify you. You have not done nothing to them, but they want you crucified. The only thing you've done was obey your call and they want you crucified. The only thing you've done is, is flow in the anointing. And they want you crucified. The only thing you do is getting got folks saved, gotten folks healed, delivered, and set free. Don't lead folks to Christ, and they don't. But they don't like you, so crucify. They're envious of you, so crucify him. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult, a, a tumult. Listen, a mob was getting ready to happen. A big mob, a big protest. <laughs> He, he saw an uprising coming and, and he took water and he washed his hands before the multitude saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See, you see to it. Pilate said, I don't want nothing to do with this. But Pilate, you do got something to do with it. <laughs> you can't wash your hands or something. And then order the crucifixion to happen. Yes, baby. Yes, you don't got your hands there. Saying, he said, I'm innocent of this just person. Watch this now. And all the people answered and said this. This is what they said. His blood be on us and our children. That's why you got people saying, I shouldn't say it because I want to be saying, Oh my God. That's why you got folks saying the things they say these day, this, this, this day. That's why they be, it's a big controversy of whom actually is the one that crucified the Lord. But as you begin to read the scriptures, you understand why. Things are said that are said. Can we go deeper? And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and our children. Watch this. And then he released Barabbas to them. And when he had scourged Jesus, he beat him. They beat him. They whipped him. If you read your Bible real close in the book of Isaiah, 
they'll say they said when you see Jesus, there's no beauty that you desire of him. Um, one believed that he was beaten so bad that he was beaten unrecognizable. Can you imagine that somebody you grew up with, that you talked with, that you was spoke with for the last three years, that you know their face, you know that how their eyebrows, what color their eyes is, facial structure, hair length, you know, all complexion, everything about them. Can you imagine that person getting beat so bad that when you see them, they're unrecognizable? They scourged him and delivered him to be crucified. Lord have mercy, but let's go deeper. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the, the pratium and gathered the whole garrison around him. The whole multitude of soldiers is around Jesus right now. Watch what happened. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And when they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Look at all that humiliation they're putting the Lord through. Look at all that mess the Lord is going through for us. And you trying to tell me, this preacher is trying to tell me that all this mess, all this stuff that God put his son, let us allow his son to go through, and you tell me you only save for two weeks if you get messed, if you mess up. Salvation is not up to you. Salvation is not up to this job or the other one. Salvation only belongs to God. He decides what's going on and who gets it. You think he's going to leave it up to you? No, no. That's why I say it's eternal salvation. Do you believe on Jesus Christ? Then it's eternal salvation. You're not saved for two weeks, two days, two years, 20 years. Oh, we got to let you go. No. This ain't no job. Oh, we got to let you go. Oh, we laying off people. No. We don't feel like you're doing your work performances like it's supposed to be. We got to fire you. No. God didn't put his son through all that. Just for man can decide who's in and who's out. Listen else what happened. Then they spat on him. They don't spit on Jesus. One of the most disrespectful things in the world for somebody to spit on you. They spat on him and they took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took him the robe off him and put his own clothes on him and led him away to be crucified. They had to humiliate him first and then they crucified him. <laughs> but one day Jesus Christ is going to get the last laugh, baby. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the, to the glory of God the Father. Can we go on? Can we go deeper? Now, as they came out, they found a man of Syria, Simeon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they had come to the place of Golgotha, that they is to say the place of skull, they gave him sour wine mingled with a gall to drink. And when he had tasted it, he would not drink. Then they crucified him, divided his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them. And for my clothing, they cast lots. Like I keep saying, all prophecy is going to be fulfilled. That was spoken by God. Sitting down, they kept watch over him. Now watch this. And they put up over his head the accusation written against him. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. But they're getting ready to find out he's just not king of the Jews. He's king of the whole world. He's king of kings and lord of lords. He's king of the whole earth. Now watch this. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the left and one on the right hand, and the who's passed by blaspheming him, wagging their heads, saying, 
You who destroyed the temple and built it in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, come down from the cross. Listen, he was proving himself that he is the son of God by staying on the cross. Because that's what's prophesied to him. That was he's supposed to do. That's what he came to the earth to do. He came to die for the sins of the whole world. Let us go deeper. Likewise, the chief priests and also mocking with the scribes and the elders said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross. And we will believe him. No, they won't. Even if Jesus would have came down from the cross, they still wouldn't believe it. Belief in Christ is not based on him doing what you want you want to do. Belief in Christ is all based off you trusting Abu Shaka in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Can we go? Can we keep going deeper into this thing? I feel the Holy Spirit. Somebody getting ready to get delivered. Watch this happen. He trained about the this is verse 43. Matthew 27, 14. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. Now watch what happened. Even the robbers who were crucified with him revivited him with the same thing. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. Hmm. From the sixth hour to the ninth hour, there was darkness all over the land. Oh my God. Oh, something happening. There was darkness all over the land. Shouldn't be dark at that time of day. But from the six hours at night, there was darkness over the whole land. Can we go deeper? And now from the six hours, there was darkness over the whole land. Watch this. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, la, basalbathini. That is, my God, my God, why have you, for, Jesus, forsaken me? He's experiencing something that he's never experienced before. And he did it just for us. <laughs> but he, Jesus Christ is allowing himself to feel what we feel. A lot of people want to preach to you, but they don't feel what you feel. A lot of folks want to preach to you, but they haven't walked in your, your shoes. A lot of folks want to preach to you, but they don't have compassion for you. So how can they help you if they don't have compassion for what you're going on? But Jesus Christ allowed himself to come down from heaven. And he put on flesh and he allowed himself to get tired like we get tired, to feel like we feel, to cry like we cry, to be, allow himself to be hungry, thirsty, allowed himself to die, allowed himself to be betrayed, allowed himself to experience the things that we experience. That's why when you pray to him, he understands what you're going through because he can be like, I've been there. I feel your pain. But a lot of folks nowadays, a lot of preachers want to preach to you and don't feel nothing. All they want to do is preach you into hell. My brethren, these things should not be. Some of those who stood by there, when they heard that said, this man is calling for Elijah. And immediately one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. The rest said, let him alone. Let's see, let's see if Elijah will come to save him. Elijah can't save him. He the one saving Elijah. A greater than Elijah is on the cross right now. Oh my God in here. But let's keep going. Jesus, when he had cried out again with a loud voice, yielded up his spirit. And behold, a veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And that veil represented his flesh. 
that meaning that behind that veil was only allowed certain people to enter into the presence of God. But now, since Jesus Christ has died, we all can come in boldly before the throne of grace and obtain mercy and grace to help in a time of need. Man, I feel like running, but I'm going to leave it alone. And behold, the veil of the temple was torn into, watch this now, and the earth quaked and the rocks were split. There was an earthquake when he died and the rocks were split. Now, here's go this Michael Jackson thing I was talking about earlier when I was reading these scriptures around me of Michael Jackson. <laughs> Thriller. Let me show you something. The Bible says that when the earth, the Bible says, watch this now, the earthquake came, the rocks were split, and watch what happened. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep, that mean they died, were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared unto many. After Jesus rose from the grave. Yes, folk. Yes, Oh, saints that got a wedding. <laughs> and they appeared unto many. Now, when the centurion, those who were with him, when they were guarding Jesus, saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. I like that because in his death, burial, and resurrection, that's when you believe. <laughs> this is the Son of God. God bless you and keep you. Listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed.